0: Let's just pray. O Lord God, we hear your word as found in scripture. Words that we may have heard for the first time are words we may have heard many times before. Lord, let them be fresh. May your Holy Spirit open up the words on this page and place them deep into our hearts that we may know your hope that you have for us The hope of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, the one who gives us living water. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Now, over the weeks, we've been looking at hope, the hope for Christmas. We've looked in the first week where has hope gone? And just kind of asking that question, do, do we live in a world where there is hope? Last week we explored the fact that hope is not a wish. How many people wish people would Merry Christmas this after last week? I know a couple of people went, I hope you have a good Christmas <laughs> uh, after that. It's, it's, it's funny how when we use words that they can actually convey a meaning. And sometimes they weren't the meaning that we had originally intended when we delve into it. But this week, we want to focus on hope for today. Because when we talk about hope, often the the thing is when we're talking about hope, we're talking about future things. You know, I hope this happens. Have, Have you ever noticed that? How that hope is always off into the future. But we really need to, and I think this is so important, we really need to, if we really are followers of Christ, have our hope founded in the here and now, hope for today. We often look for hope when things are bad, when the chips are down, don't we? And that's often when we talk about hope the most, when there are problems happening in people's lives you know, I hope you get better or anything of that, you know, just think about hope for the future because in the moment it's really hard. The question for us is where do we find hope when things are hard, when things are good, when things are just as they've always been? Are we always looking off into the distance? Have you, have you ever heard the state, statement, you know, you say, people are so heavenly minded that they're no use in earth at all? So no earthly use. We need to be like that with hope. Yes, we need to realise, and we're going to talk about it next week, we're going to talk about um, hope in the eternity. That's going to be great. I'm I'm looking forward to doing that. And I know Annette is, she's challenged me to actually talk about that next week. So that's Annette's special sermon next week. So you have to come along. Tell everybody to come along. There you go. It's not that Annette's doing it. She's challenged me to do it. She's going, no, I don't want to do this. But she's challenged me to talk about hope in eternity. But today we want to actually talk about hope for today. I want to share with you a little snippet from um, an Our Daily Bread reading from quite a number of years ago. But it goes like this. The English poet um, Alexander Pope wrote, Hope springs eternal in the human breast. Man never is, but always to be blessed. But where does man turn when hope dries up? The section goes on and says, the director of a medical clinic told of a terminally ill young man who came to his usual treatment. And a new doctor was on duty that day and said to him casually and unfortunately quite cruelly, you know, don't you, that you won't live out beyond the year. The young man was kind of left distraught and he stopped by the director's desk and wept and told him the story of what the doctor had said and said, that man took away my hope. And the director thoughtfully then went and replied, I guess he did. Maybe it's time to find a new one. And commenting on this in- incident, Lewis Smeads wrote, is there a hope when hope is actually taken away? Is there hope when the situation is hopeless? Because that leads us into a Christian hope found in Scripture in the Bible. Hope is no longer a passion for the possible, it becomes a passion for the promise found in Scripture. Because, you know what? We are actually hardwired for hope. We look for the things that will get us out of the hard situations in life. And as people, as individuals, we need to look for hope in all our situations. You know, we we really, you know, when things, chips are down, when, when things are tough, we do need to look for hope. And like that, the whole thing about that young man being told that he was going to die and he wasn't going to live out a year, his hope was that he was going to be cured and that he would be better. But what do you do when you know that that thing that you had originally hope for isn't going to happen? Where do you place your hope? Where do you place your hope today and now? Maybe you are struggling with something, you know, the situation may be hard in your life. Where do you place your hope? Do you place it far into the future or do you place it right now in Christ right here? Whatever the day is going to bring, whether it's good or bad, we all need to have hope for today, the here and now. You know, if we actually, if we really didn't hope, that things were going to work out and things were going to happen, we probably wouldn't get out of bed in the morning, would we? We'd probably stay in bed and just go, well, what's the point of this? So we we really do need to actually have that, that sense that things will be okay, things will be better. And we need it for now. I want you to think about your life right now. I want you to ask yourself... Where in my life, don't think about me, think about you, where in your life do I need some hope? What situation seems hopeless to you? I want to make it personal for you. Not just about Simon out the front speaking, but about about you. Where do you need some hope right now? Really focus on that area. I'm just going to get you to close your eyes for a moment. I just want you to think about that. I want you to focus. What is that area of hope within your life? It might be family. It could be health. It could be financial. It could be about love. It could be loss. It could be anything. But focus on that area. I want you to pray with me. I'm going to say some words. And I want you to fill in your area. Oh Lord, take my life as it is right now. At times I find it difficult. Life sometimes seems hard. Especially hard in the area that I'm focusing upon. Oh Lord, I give this to you. I do not want to hold on to it. I want to hand over it. Lord, fill me with the hope that you can change this. And even if you don't change it, fill me with the hope that you are with me through this time and through this struggle. Fill me with the fact that you care for me, that you sustain me, that you forgive me the wrongdoings, and that you lead me in paths where I should follow. Help me, Lord, to face today with the hope and joy of Jesus Christ in my heart. I ask this in your holy name. Amen. Okay, I want you to keep holding on to that area where you're wanting hope. Because all of our choices that we make within our life are fueled by the hope of a better future. Hope that a decision will lead to something that we now lack. We, we, we want something better. See, all of our choices are fueled by the hope of that better future, you know, we, we, we want a better future. We don't actually... Let me ask this question in reverse. How many make a choice that, that things are going to go bad? You've got, a, you've got an option between two things. One is good and one is bad. Which one do we choose? We, choo- we choose the good option. We, we want the one that's going to give us a better future. We don't necessarily choose the one that will give us a worse... So all of our choices, when we look at our life, seriously, we, we realise that they are fuelled by the hope of trying to get a better future. We choose the options that will get us a better future. But the thing is that we actually have a skewed version of hope. See, your happiness, happiest moments in life are the moments that you realise that there is hope. Because that happiest moment has fulfilled the longing that you had. Your saddest moments in life are moments of crushed hope. Hope disappointed by the cruel reality of the world. That's skewed. Let me just say that, that's skewed. Because, and I'm going to put some things up on here, because what happens is we, hope always has an object and an expectation. So the happiest moment, the things that are being fulfilled, an expectation is going to be fulfilled. So the thing that messes us up, and the skewed thing in this, is that we try to h- find hopes in places that really just can't give it. So le- let me give you some examples here. Uh, I'll put it up on the screen. So We've got objects and expectation. So often people will put uh, a hope that money, We'll give them what happiness. happiness. So the expectation, the hope that you, if you earn more money, what's the hope? You're going to end up with happiness. But see, the thing is that that hope is skewed. It doesn't actually end up there. Then you have a spouse. What's it going to do? The expectation is going to end your loneliness. But that's not the reason to find a spouse. Or to have a spouse. You, ministry, being involved in the church. You know, we, we have that object of hope. You want to be involved in ministry and doing things for the Lord, but often the expectation is all about approval and affirmation. That you want to be approved, that you want to affirm that what you are doing is great and worthwhile. Can you see the hope and the expectations aren't necessarily always matching up and won't fulfil? Children, Uh, I love this, you know, we always think children are going to realise the dream and potential that we never have. We want to put into, and and I think that is so true of our world right now, but it's been true for a long, long time. That parents will always want to do the best for their child. And we want them to have better opportunities than what we once had. We want them to get ahead in life. We don't want them to ever feel pain or problems. And so the hope, the object of hope with our children is that they will fulfil the dreams, their dreams and our dreams. House, status and acceptance. See, this skewed version of hope is that the object will bring about the expectation. So if if you... want to have happiness then you've got to get money so the hope is to get money it's not to actually find happiness it's skewed in the way it is if you want an expectation of ending loneliness you've got to find a partner to do that not about being comfortable with who you are in the presence of God in all situations if you want approval or affirmation it's not about putting yourself into into ministry, into the church and doing everything. Although, let me say, that's really good and I value it and it's important. But it's not the point of doing that. You find that you are approved and you are valued because you are worth to God right here, right now. See, as we look today in, all, today in the world, in all its glitz and glamour, we see that it is so easily for the world and it has fallen into this false sense of hope that things and objects will change our lives here and now. And they may. If you've got more money, you can buy more stuff. But that doesn't necessarily get you to the point of being happy. If you, if you marry somebody, then yes, you will be together, but it may not end your loneliness. If you have, ha- if you have a children, it doesn't always mean that your dreams will be fulfilled. It doesn't mean that, that your children's dreams will be fulfilled. Because the thing is, our hope and expectation, the object of our hope and expectation is skewed. And we need to come back to where we actually really, truly find the hope for today. So, I want to just go back into our scripture reading and just pick up on this verse when the Samaritan woman has come to draw water from the well and finds this Jewish man sitting there and, and he's asking her for a drink. And she's saying, Well, you don't have anything to draw out the water. And, and there's this dialogue that happens. And Jesus is not talking about thirst in terms of being thirsty, although he did start that way. He then draws it into a much deeper point because Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. It's so much like the object uh, that we have that we place our, our earthly objects that we have that we place our hope that we're going to get better things in is that you will always be thirsty again. Have you noticed what happens when you buy the newest gadget? You know, the latest toy or, or whatever it might be? Ne- well, not even next year. That's, that's really. <laughs> the cycle is almost like in a month's time, there's going to be something new. Something greater, something faster, something flashier that we've just got to spend our money on. And it's going to make you it better. It's interesting. And I, I want to get. I'm just going to digress for a moment, just for a moment. Because, Josh. My Josh, my my oldest one, he's doing um, uh, film school stuff. And one of the things is that he says, we we often sit down and we analyse bits and pieces. And often we're sitting down and analysing an ad on TV. And he'll often say, you notice what they're doing there? They're not selling a product. They're selling a lifestyle. So the product comes in right at the end, but they've got all this beautiful lifestyle. And see, they're trying to get you to hope that you can have that lifestyle because in the end you need to have that product. So they're trying to sell you that lifestyle with the hope that they're going to purchase the product and the product is the hope that's going to give you that lifestyle. So we need to be careful when we're looking at these things because we need to understand that the here and now, all of this stuff, the glitz and gambler, the things that we kind of place our hopes into, you're going to be thirsty again. As Jesus is saying, if you drink of this water, what will happen? You'll be thirsty again. If you keep on placing your hope in the things of this world, you'll be thirsty again. You'll want more, you'll want more, you'll want more. I give, you know, whoever drinks the water, I give them. So whoever drinks the water that Christ gives you, the living water, the, the, the water of hope from God, of hope eternal from God, will never thirst Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a a spring of water welling up to eternal life. See, it's so amazing when you take Christ on yourself, when you actually ask God into your hearts, ask Jesus Christ into your hearts, there's a change. There's a taking on the living water. There's actually having the hope for the here and now in life. And you will have the wells of water, the the joy spring up in you. It's a hope in the person in Christ that we talk about. 1 Timothy, verse 1, 1, says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God, our Saviour and of Christ Jesus, notice who Christ Jesus is. It's our hope. So where do we, as people, place our hope? Where is our hope for today? It is in the resurrected Christ. It is in Jesus Christ. It is in the life change that Christ gives us. Now sometimes, you know, when we've been a Christian for a long time, we can seem tired, can't we? Has anybody ever got tired in their life? Absolutely. Anybody ever got tired because of, you know, the, the, doing the faith thing day after day? It kind of goes, well, it, we really want that new, fresh, living water to come back. And it's, we need to let go of the things that we're starting to hold on, on the periphery. When we start thinking about the water that is just drawn from the well... The things of the world and going, well, I need to get this. I need to have this. I need to have this holiday. I need to do this. I need to do that. Whatever it might be that we start thinking of that object, expectation. Notice this object, the thing that we're trying to place our hope into in the expectation that something is going to happen. When we start doing that, we stop focusing on Jesus Christ in ourselves and we start losing the hope for today found in Christ. I love the fact when you meet new Christians, they want to know more. They want to delve more into God's word. They want to understand the love of God in their lives. And they want to share it with other people because it's life-changing. But as we tend to get older and in Christian faith, not necessarily in years, but we do get older in years as well, but just older in Christian faith, we sometimes lose that exuberance Oh, to have that youthful, young, exuberant faith found again in Christ. So let us come back to that point. Let us get back to that. Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29 says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And what will Jesus Christ do? I will give you rest. Come back to our Lord and Saviour. Come back to God. Find... Jesus Christ's hope in there. Come back to scripture. Come back to prayer. Change your life. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, the thing is, only when Christ is the object of our hope can the expectation really be realized so we we find hope in jesus in christmas it's not about the christmas trees it's not about the sparkly lights it's about jesus christ It's not about the f- Santa. It's not about the food. How many people have, have planned their um, Christmas lunch so far? Good. I, I, we're, we're still thinking about it, aren't we? We're trying to come up with an understanding. We, we, we put all these plans into place. How many people have planned Christmas lunches, Christmas day kind of things, and it's all kind of gone, as, you know, askew? Has anybody ever had that happen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. See, the thing is. Same thing again. We placed our objective hope that, you know, a Christmas Day celebration was going to be wonderful this year and our expectation was going to do that only if we planned well and only if we sat, you know, Uncle Bob away from everybody else because he made lewd jokes last year or whatever it might be and made the whole thing just not work quite so well. You know, only if we do this, we need to realise Christmas is about Christ. Yes, it's great to have all these trimmings, but let's not hang on to the trimmings, let's hang on to Christ. Christmas is not necessarily about all of the, the ceremonies that we do. It's about Christ the person. It's about God coming into the world as a child, growing up as a man, and giving us the hope that our lives can be changed here and now today. Because the hope for today is found in Christ, found in Christ in your lives. So let us just pray. Gracious Lord, we give you thanks for today. We give you thanks for this here and now. That even in the midst of maybe some pain, suffering, heartache that we may be going through, through tough times, Lord, that we know that if we place you as the object of our hope, that we place you, Jesus Christ, in the centre of our lives, then our expectation that our life will be changed, that living waters will flow out of you into us, will become true, because that is what we hope for, that we may drink of the living waters that only you can give, Let us say, give us this living water. Give us the water that we may drink of it and we may know you, Lord. Lord, help us in this time. As we have lots of objects of expectation around us in this period, lots of things that we do, help us to place some of those aside so that we may focus more truly upon you right here and right now. We pray this in your holy name. In the name of Christ our lord and savior amen